Hey everybody, this is Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Today is a solo episode and it is the week of my uh, dog Macy's birthday. And I just want to say my dog Macy passed away in 2018. So um, it is 2021 now, but I still acknowledge her birthday because she was a Leo. She was born on 8-8. It's so easy to remember. And also she's just foremost in my mind. If you could see me right now, you'd see her giant portrait right behind me. (laughs) Um, I love that dog so much. She was truly the greatest thing that ever arrived in my life and um, a really great thing that happened for us and for her quality of life towards the end of her life was moving to California, a legal cannabis state, so that I could medicate her through her geriatric years. So she was um, nine years old um, when she had a ruptured disc. We were still living in New York City. Um, she uh, just started limping a lot. And then she like had trouble walking. And you could just tell she was in pain. And this is a thing that I didn't know early on in my pet parenting journey, is um, how much attention you really need to pay to your pet to kind of figure out what's going on with them and what their pain levels are, especially as you have senior pets or if you have a pet with additional needs. I like to use the term additional needs rather than special needs because I believe every pet and every human has their own special needs. Every single one of us is unique. Um, And to be a good parent, you've got to be the right parent for each kid you have. Um, And the same is true with animals. And I just, you know, I wasn't very mindful in my 20s when I when I adopted Macy. And so um, I got her when she was a puppy. And um, so I got to have her, um, gosh, for 13 and a half years. And I was just grateful for each and every one of them. Uh, Shih Tzus, she was a Shih Tzu, a little dog. Um, Shih Tzus are supposed to live to be uh, 15 to 20 years. So I felt really cheated that she passed when she was 13 and a half, but got a lot of good quality of life out of her, um, and especially in those later years. So she gets this ruptured disc when she's nine years old. We're in New York. We take her to a specialty vet uh, in order to uh, check her out for back surgery. Uh, We ultimately ended up getting a back surgery for her. So um, I'm really grateful, actually, for my ex-partner who uh, helped make that possible financially. It was just such a... I was like, oh my God, if I had had to do it alone, I wouldn't have been able to do it, even with some crowdfunding. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful to everyone who threw in for the crowdfund for her. We got a little bit of help with that. And I'm really grateful that um, we basically split, just to be transparent, my partner and I at the time were like splitting our bills. We hadn't yet moved to California. Um, and, uh, we split that. And so anyway, we were able to just various way miracles came through and made it possible for us to pay for that surgery. She was young and she was young enough to still have good quality of life after that surgery. But I will tell you just having experienced a little dog, having a ruptured disc when I have a Shih Tzu again, which I will, I love Shih Tzus, but if I had a Shih Tzu, a Dachshund, a Pekingese, anything, a Corgi, anything with little teeny legs, um, that has a long spine, Um, going up and down stairs and jumping off and on uh, furniture is actually really stressful for their backs. So after the surgery, after she was, you know, healing from that, it it was 100% just carry her up the stairs every time and carry her down the stairs and human elevator up and down off the couch. 
Uh, we learned a communication style so that she kind of trained us like what she needed and when she needed it. She was a boss. Um, but, and just such a healer. She was so sweet. Just the perfect dog. I loved her so much. Um, but uh, she never fully recovered from that surgery. Uh, they made the surgery, the, the vets made the surgery sound like not a big deal because they do it a lot, the ruptured disc surgery. Um, but they didn't talk about the convalescence from it. Um, we took her in, we took her to hydrotherapy, which because we lived in New York City, we had access to stuff like that. Um, and we... Um... What a weird interruption. The cat, my cat, Biscuit Reynolds, just uh, was doing something catastrophic around my counter. Anyway, um, so Macy's ruptured disc surgery, the, the recovery was long and we took her to hydrotherapy, which really helped her get a lot of uh, mobility back. But like when she first came home from the hospital, she couldn't even use her hind legs. Uh, we had this little device that we used when we took her out to go potty to like literally lift up her back legs. Um, and some dogs from that kind of surgery end up in like a little wheelchair type thing where they have like wheels attached to them. So luckily Macy walked, but with a limp, um, she gained a lot of, um, muscle mass back from the hydrotherapy, but never really, she was about 90% there, right? Like always like with a heavy limp. Um, we also did a little laser therapy. Um, when we moved to California though, I was really interested in starting her on CBD and figuring out how that could help her um, in her process. And I really wanted to share about this in case there's other folks out there. I know people here in legal cannabis Washington who have pets, who have pain, who aren't using CBD because they're afraid of it because cannabis has so much stig stigma and they don't know the first place to start. So I wanted this to be kind of resource episode for you to just hear my story and maybe embolden you to utilize CBD for your pets or maybe refine how you do CBD for your pets. Um, so I, with Macy, when I started her on CBD, I just like um, the first thing I did was I ordered CBD pills on the internet, uh, from a place. I, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was basically like a pill. It was very low dose CBD. Um, and I would give it to her and her food and it worked amazing. Like you could tell a difference night and day with her mobility. Like she had her pet back. She was walking almost, you couldn't even see the limp. And for a while, because her pain was so managed, you really saw her like kind of develop that muscle mass again. And it was really heartening. Um, and so, you know, as she progressed, um, she got older, um, and was under more, uh, you know, just stress. We lived in it. The first place we lived in, in LA had, um, a house behind us that was selling meth and they would share, they shared our driveway. So people were walking up and down our driveway all day long going to buy meth. And it was just, it was stressful to the dog because dogs are natural protectors, right? And they're protecting our energy. Um, and so I was using CBD now, not just for pain, but also for stress. Um, I think some people use CBD like for car rides for, for anxious dogs and things like that and ancient, anxious cats too. Um, so then I moved up to a different type of uh, pet CBD. And I would always suggest you get the pet brands from the dispensary because some of the, because CBD itself is a medicine used both by humans and by pets, but frequently our tinctures that have CBD in them also have other oils and essential oils that maybe are toxic to pets. Um, I've had one that like had, I think it had peppermint in it or something like that, which is toxic to pets. So you want to just always make sure it's made for pets or if it's not made for pets that it has very, um, you know, all the ingredients and you check that all the ingredients are non-toxic for dogs. So I switched her to one brand. Um, and I feel like I tried all the brands of CBD that were available for pets. I would just try one. If I didn't like it, 
Um, I would move on to another one. I started her with a low dose. And then as she progressed, I just used my gut instinct. I didn't have a vet who was using CBD at the time. I know you can get, there's more and more. I think at, what's great about the sort of destigmatization of cannabis and the mainstreaming of cannabis is more and more professionals are getting schooled um, in how to utilize um, cannabinoids and the endocannabinoid system uh, to heal pets. And so we have more access to that. Um, but I didn't have anybody at the time. I wasn't even in cannabis community at the time. I was in the cannabis closet. I wasn't talking about it online. Um, and so it's like my life now is so different than it was in 2016 when I was doing this um, and figuring out what worked for Macy. But trusting my gut instinct and really vibing her and like seeing whether her pain was managed um, and uh, whether something was too much or not enough. So um, I talked to a friend of mine, my friend Deidre, I've introduced, I've interviewed her on this podcast before, um, Deidre Bliss. Uh, I just asked her like straight up, like, what would you suggest for doing um, CBD with pets? And she said, start with a low dose, the lowest dose you can. Um, there's some places, um, Vet CBD is a brand that I used. It was ultimately the brand that was best for Macy um, for most of her life until I switched to a tincture. Um, but vet CBD used at the time, I don't even know if they still do it this way, but they used a carrier oil, which means the mass of how much I had to give her was bigger. Um, so I started, you know, dosing her more and more as she got older, she eventually got cancer. Uh, she was diagnosed with a mast cell, um, cancer tumor. Um, and we opted not to do, um, any radiation or any chemo or, uh, even surgery for it. We just were like, well, just treat this, um, holistically. We decided to go with CBD and um, to treat it with Reiki. So we did like some energy healing on the dog. It's a lot cheaper, honestly, than doing um, oncology on a dog. Um, and anyway, so um, towards the end, I switched her from vet CBD to a tincture, specifically just because I could give her less volume and it was easier to control how much she was getting rather than like having to dose a lot of the carrier oil. Because you'll just notice it's different milligrams um, by volume. Um, and so tinctures are a little easier to get more milligrams by volume. Um, so, cause she didn't like taking all the meds she was on. Uh, so, and, um, okay. So Deidre says, start low dose with the CBD. Um, vet CBD has a calculator on their website, apparently, according to one of my pals from the glowing goddess getaway. So that's a good resource, but you want to really make sure the dose is right for your dog and their pounds. Cause like you'll give far less to a Chihuahua than you would to a great Dane, obviously. Right. So really customizing it for your pet, doing your research, um, going low and slow and find the sweet spot um, relationship with pain. You want to look for their freedom and flexibility for their relief in the dog. Um, and that's what I found with Macy. So I was so grateful that was like a swift and easy thing. Um, but if you're giving them too much, um, they're going to be like sedative and lethargic and kind of depressed. So you really want to look for that peppy high vibe uh, CBD situation with your pet. Um, also with cats, I'll say this, Biscuit Reynolds came to us as an additional needs pet. Um, and I knew right away that he was in pain, um, mostly because of his body language. And I had learned that because my previous cats, uh, I had them for eight years and I had them through their elder years. And I had really dropped the ball in terms of understanding their pain and understanding the signs of aging in them. I just didn't know what to look for. So learning that on the ground, what it means to have a cat in pain and their body language around that. There's a really cool cat pain chart you can Google um, and it'll show you the shapes they make. So when they sit like a little meatloaf, that's usually because they might be in pain. So um, just like paying attention to them. Uh, it's interesting with Biscuit Reynolds, I've taken a different approach with CBD, um, but I want to finish out with Macy. So Macy, 
um, towards the end of her life, um, right around the ruptured disc surgery, actually, I started giving her homemade dog food, which is a lot of work, like once or twice a month to cook all the food. But then you have the highest quality dog food you can get. It actually, I think, even though I, I bought everything organic, like highest quality humane meats, because that's also my ethics um, around that. And still, I think I was paying less than I was paying for prescription dog food before that. So, um, and it's a lot of sweat equity. It's a lot of love putting in uh, homemade dog food for a dog. But like the last year of Macy's life, she had just the highest quality of life. Like she ate a lot. She gained, like we let her gain like five pounds. Like she was just eating recreationally because she loved it. And part of that was because her appetite was so stimulated by the CBD. So if you have a dog who um, is having issues with appetite, like CBD can also help with that. Um, and something I learned from our vet, uh, right around when she got diagnosed with, um, cancer is that, um, if they trying meat baby food, so using baby food, that's just meat. Like you can buy it. We bought it at target. Um, you just buy like beef baby food or chicken baby food, right? Making sure it's like really simple. And that is something that dogs will always eat. And if they're not eating that, then that's really the, that's, that's when you really know they're off food. Um, so we would use, she would get a little bit of, uh, baby food as like the frosting on her meals, um, just to get her to eat. Um, but I really, I just can't, uh, underscore how grateful and glad I am that we use CBD, um, for her elder care. I really think it improved her quality of life and definitely managed her pain. Um, and I also think it kept that tumor from growing I, like that. We could see it on the outside of her body, but like it really didn't overtake her too much. Um, and it, I mean, she was diagnosed with cancer and lived for another year and a half. So I think that was pretty great. Um, and she just had such a great quality of life. Um, with Biscuit Reynolds and CBD, I actually, um, he's on gabapentin, which is not CBD. It's a it's a pharmaceutical that like people can have, right? He's on a special dose of gabapentin just for him. It has to be compounded by a pharmacy. Um, and he has done really well with that. And I had him on CBD and I, I still use CBD uh, whenever uh, we're going to the groomer. So if someone's going to be touching him, he has hyperesthesia, which is a skin condition on uh, for cats that like makes it feel like their skin is in chronic pain. Um, but it does really well to manage his symptoms. And um, I've also learned in later in life as I've gotten into the cannabis world um, that uh, CBD enhances existing medicines. So there is potentially an interaction with pharmaceuticals. So you do want to check in um, with doctors who understand about that or just be mindful and pay better attention uh, or pay good attention to it. So um, find your CBD sources from your dispensary, uh, find, and you can also, I think, buy them on the internet now that like, I think CBD is legal federally. So, you know, get your CBD, get your pet direct type stuff. Um, and also these days there are such things as cannabis coaches. Um, I've interviewed Christina, the cancierge on this podcast. I don't think she does pet cancierge work, but she might. Um, but there's lots of people out there who help folks directly, um, utilizing cannabis for their own medicinal tools. Um, there's a lot of resources out there now and there will only continue to be more. So I just wanted this episode to be something that, um, inspired folks who maybe feel, um, hesitant. Um, and, oh, and also you can use easy recipes too, to like, um, just, just get, like make your own pet treats, right. For your pet, um, and put some CBD in that. Um, but anyway, there's so many things out there and I just want to encourage folks to just give it a shot. Um, especially, uh, in this, you know, we just have this tool and it can help improve the lives of your pets. And I'm just, I'm just out here trying to get pets, um, feeling better. 
um, and doing better. So I hope this was helpful for you. Um, if you uh, want more info on pets and CBD, um, I would suggest looking up vetcbd.com. Um, I think that's the brand name uh, in California, but like you can also just Google pet CBD stuff. Uh, there's a lot of pet support groups. I'm in one on Facebook for dogs with mast cell tumors um, that talks a lot about this kind of stuff. So look out there. There are things out there to help you. Um, and there's also professionals who do this now. Um, and I'm so grateful and grateful for cannabis legalization and access to this incredibly healing plant that has improved the quality of lives for so many people I love and so many little Muppet pets that I love. Um, so all that to say, if this is a value to you, the best way to support my podcast is through my Patreon page, patreon.com slash FKDP, which stands for Fat Kid Dance Party, which is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. Um, I have Zoom aerobics classes. I have a full on-demand membership. I teach spiritual self-care lessons. There's a virtual community locker room where you can connect with folks. Uh, but also, I mean, literally live off this Patreon. It is what has um, made it possible for me as a person who was touring, and that was primarily where I got my income from, in the pandemic to pivot. And so I'm grateful to get to keep doing this podcast. Um, also, out there, if you listen to this and you ever have questions for me or advice or anything you think that I would be suited to answer, or I have a friend in my life that could be suited to answer, um, I would love to help out. So please feel free to send me an audio message on anchor.fm slash Bevan or an email to fatkiddanceparty at gmail.com. So I hope wherever you are, you know that you are worthy of love exactly as you are. There is nothing you need to change to be worthy of love. I sincerely appreciate you tuning into the podcast and I'll talk to you next week.